from the country that brought you Rami Malik and Hoda Kotbi. It's a conundrum. With Sam Taha. Kif, we have a conundrum. <sighs> Hello and welcome to Sam Taha's Conundrum Podcast. I am the liberated portion before the apostrophe and uh, happy inauguration day. I uh, I was watching Biden's inauguration this morning with tearful eyes. Not because of Biden, I'm not even American. I was tearing up because today is the day my parents finally left. It's 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 over. It's it's finally over. <laughs> so, as a team of experts sanitizes the White House after four years of Trump, I also began sanitizing the house to restore my immaculate OCD bubble after 27 days of chaos. 27 days of me trying to ignore all the COVID violations that have been happening in my house and curbing my anger, my anxiety, and my frustration. 27 days of me going on daily hikes and being thankful that I'm wearing a mask because with my mouth covered, no one can tell that I am the source of the screams of frustration that are echoing through the mountains. 27 days of shaking my head at the sight of my deceased sponge at the bottom of the sink and secretly redoing dishes and secretly wiping the microwave and the fridge door handle. It's over. I can't believe it. No one my age should be spending that much time with their parents. I actually think that was agreed upon in the Geneva Convention. I think it was, don't torture prisoners of war and don't spend more than 10 days with your parents after the age of 35. Spending that much time with your normal parents is hard. So imagine when it's during a viral pandemic and one of your parents is sick in the head and the other one is your aging, demented stepdad. You see what I did there? That was joke was just for me. An homage to Craig Ferguson is like one of his style of jokes. But uh, I'll get to the enhanced interrogation techniques that were used against me in this past month. But uh, first, uh, let's take a brief moment to celebrate my brand new mic. Do you hear it? Do you hear the crispness and the clarity of my voice? I really decided it's time to get a new mic when I uh, I noticed this hum in my old mic that usually took a long time to edit out. And I would be lying if I said that I received some complaints about it from my listeners because I have no listeners. I'm actually losing listeners. I'm in the one step back portion of my two steps forward, one step back career. But uh, I'm, a, I'm a quality control guy. Like I worked in a lot of quality control jobs. So this will be a quality driven podcast, even if no one is listening. So it was worth it spending $100 on this mic. I'm doing this for you, futuristic listener who went back to listen to my old episodes. How is the future, by the way? Did I finally get a job in comedy? Did I get my green card, move out of my parents' house, and finally found a good woman? Wait, don't tell me. No spoilers. I'll watch uh, this train wreck existence one episode at a time. Now, back to the main event. It's over. It is finally over. I have been salivating for salvation for 27 days and it's finally here. 
Today I woke up to my mom zooming around the house like a bunch of out of control fireworks, prepping for things and cleaning things to help me restore the house to its pristine state. She's thoughtful, but uh, she has ADHD, so uh, you get the thoughtfulness in spurts. But she's kind, she tries her best. I really, I'm gonna miss her, like, uh, it already feels empty after a couple of hours of them leaving. But this was not easy. Everything is a problem with these people. Today I took them to the airport myself, and even that was challenging. I moved all their bags to the car and drove all the way to the flyaway shuttle bus station in Van Nuys and an angry guy came to help us with the bags and he was, you can already tell that he wasn't having a good day. And I really avoided shouting back at him just because I've been living with my mother for almost a month now and my uh, avoid conflict muscles were in good shape. He came over and like I can see that he wanted to start trouble, like from his tone of voice, from his the look on his eyes. Uh, you guys have too many bags for one person. And I go, no, it's two people. My stepdad is in the bathroom. Ah, then these bags feel like more than 50 pounds and you will have to do some repacking because you can't have bags that are more than 50 pounds on the bus. And I get it. He was doing his job. He was doing his job with a poor attitude that quickly flipped to apologetic pleasantness when my mom gave him a $5 tip for yelling at us. But what a stupid system. I understand if you say, oh, we only allow a certain weight per passenger on the bus because we want to save fuel and more weight equals more fuel consumption. I get that part. That makes sense. But they, it's not about that. They just don't want the weight in the bag. So you can have the weight on your lap while on the bus, but not in the bag. What type of third world country logic is this? So I was like, fuck it. I will just drive them all the way to the actual airport, which we kind of wanted to avoid because I don't have a license, because my work permit is still not here. So I decided to risk it all and drive them there licenseless, because what other viable options do we have? We have to get there on time, and their plane leaves at 2.20 p.m. on Wednesday the 20th. So they had to be at the airport at 11 a.m. And me mentioning that specific date is important, an important part of the story, because... My stepdad has been having some issues with uh, time and dates because of his dementia. We've been trying to convince him that the plane is on the 20th at 2 p.m. for the last 10 days. Because he would wake up from his afternoon nap and starts talking about how he has to be at the airport the next day, even though their flight is still not until another 10 days. And when you try to explain it to him, it seems like you're speaking to him in Swahili. So he would still argue and pull out his boarding pass to check the flight date, but to him it looks like it's written in Klingon. Dementia like, really messed him up. And also dementia made his date math all out of whack as well. I would ask him, like I would try to take it slowly with him, be like, okay, let's just walk you through it. What day is it today? And I point at the paper calendar on the wall. And he, he reads it and says, it's the 10th. And I go, the plane is on the 20th, so when is that? He thinks about it and goes, uh, tomorrow. And then I go, no, it's in 10 days, so please put your PJs back on and go back to sleep. We don't need to get ready for the airport now. So all the time, I would remind him, the plane is on the 20th at 2 p.m. And even on our way to the airport, 
he started complaining politely about how he likes to be at the airport earlier. And I had to remind him that we still have more than three hours. But he gave me that look of, I disagree with you, but I let it slide. So I let it slide too. And I dropped them at the airport at 11, said my goodbyes and did some COVID hugging and was back on the 405 on my way back home. And uh, 10 minutes into my drive back home, I hear a phone ring and for a brief second, I started having anxiety because I thought like, oh my God, my mom forgot her phone in the car again. So I answer and she breaks it to me that uh, the news, the amazing news that my stepdad was reading from an outdated boarding pass this entire time and that their plane is actually at 6 p.m., not 2 p.m. So they were at the airport seven hours before their plane. I hesitantly asked if I should go back to pick them up, but she said, no, it's fine. We'll just wait for hours at the airport. And uh, I did a quiet sigh of relief and went back to home to record this. But see what I mean by everything is a struggle? Like this entire visit made me realize that it's probably a good thing that I stayed single my entire life because I don't think I can live with people anymore. I really like to have things a certain way and my mom loves to just go touch and move things around the house, which drives me crazy. She's like a curious human cat that just wants to touch everything with her paw. It would have driven me crazy in normal times, but in this OCD slash COVID paranoia that I'm living in these days, it made me insane asylum crazy. I, and I would still try, like I would still try to turn things into jokes or bring them up playfully. But inside I was frustrated and angry. And it showed, like some other days I couldn't hide it. Like a couple of days ago, I woke up and went to the bathroom. And after I finished, and I was like preparing myself and taking a deep breath to prepare myself for the day of dealing with them, I hear a conversation coming through these flimsy American walls. My mom is talking to someone? It's not my stepdad. I can, I can hear, like I can tell his voice. I run outside to see what's happening, and I find my mom chatting with our neighbor, while both of them are not wearing masks. So I try to calm myself down and take a couple of deep breaths, and like I went outside and wanted to calmly tell her, hey, why don't you put your mask on? But all that came out was like, where is your mask? Put your mask on. Why are you outside without a mask? Of course, she got upset with me because I was yelling at her, which is her classic way of deflecting blame that I really got used to. But I was fuming for hours. Why can't you just let this trip pass without us getting COVID? Why is that so hard? And mask wearing and social distancing are just the basics. I didn't get into how she will go touch unwiped grocery items and then put her finger in her mouth or go cook dinner. Like all these little things I've been trying to ignore and just take a deep breath and tell myself like I'm overreacting, it's fine, probably that doesn't have COVID on it. But the mask stuff is really the bare minimum. And after she calmed down, or mostly after I calmed down, I went over to joke about it and she tells me that she's gonna be fine because like after the conversation with the, with the neighbor, she went to the bathroom and gargled some saline water after, the, after that conversation, so she's gonna be fine. You know how saline kills COVID? Thank God these flimsy American walls are made from wood because I think I would have injured myself banging my head on a brick wall. 
And we have fights like this all the time. But they either quickly re resolve or I get lucky and find a way to turn it into a joke or laugh about it. We had another one yesterday where uh, uh, she wanted to fix my favorite mug that has a broken handle. So she comes to me and she's like, where is your mug? And I was like, why? Because I want to fix it. I said, no. She got upset. Let me fix it. No. But I bought this $15 glue for it. Let me fix it. No. Would you, why would you upset your mother like that? Don't, I don't want it to be fixed. Leave it alone. So she throws a tantrum and throws the handle at me and leaves. And I don't want her to fix it for two reasons. First of all, I got used to this mug being broken. Like it's actually symbolic to my career. Like it's a mug that says stand up on it from NBC. And then like the, the handle is broken, which is like how my career is broken. So I like it this way. It's symbolic. Second of all, I don't trust her fixing it. Not that she is not handy and then she can't make miracle with it, like a miracle out of it. But it's more because I know that like the fix will make the mug more susceptible to breaking. The handle is broken and I will eventually forget and use the handle and then the mug will fall and break. And I love that mug so much that I'd rather have it uh, like aesthetically broken than smashed to bits on the floor. Also, it's my mug. Why are you upset over fixing something that is not yours? Do you see how everything turns into a fight? Here's another one. I will cook enough food for you before I leave. I will make you enough food to last for weeks. Uh, no. But I will. I won't be able to finish it before it goes bad and I will throw it all away. So please don't. Are you sure? Yes. Then I go into the kitchen and she's making the food. Then why are you asking for my opinion? I, I don't, like, why do you want me to waste my breath? Like, you will do whatever you want either way, so why have this futile conversation? And she does the same thing with my stepdad too. She goes to him and she's like, um, do you want to eat some pasta? He goes, no. How about some pasta? No. I will heat some pasta for you, it will only take uh, like two seconds. No. Ah oh, well, here's your pasta. And he's hard to deal with too. Like, you can be the kindest, most compassionate person in the world, but having a sick person in the house is a test to your humanity. All the sounds of him coughing so hard that it sounds like pre-throw-up noises. That's aside from the constant snoring, sleep-talking, sleep-moaning, blood-curdling gurgles, and farting. He's from the generation where he apologizes for burping, but not for farting. He would apologize for two minutes after a burp, and then lets a loud fart rip while making eye contact with you. A constant fear and anxiety of always checking up on him to see what he's doing. Did he hurt himself? Is he packing for his imaginary flight? Where is he? The constant explaining and re-explaining of simple things and the conversational hostage situations that he takes me on daily. He's aging, hard of hearing, and has dementia. He's a triple threat. Like he's a six 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 stopless threat too because he's also prideful, stubborn, and doesn't take blame for anything. The other day we were talking and I was telling him something that had the word horse in it. You know, like horse, like the thing that has four legs, horse. He was like, what? And I go, horse. He stares blankly at me. I go, horse, horse, horse. He goes, uh, course? No, horse. Tors? That's not even a word, horse. Horse! 
And he goes, oh, horse. Then he goes, Sam, you need to work on your communication skills and make sure you pronounce words correctly for an effective conversation. Oh yeah, it's not that your hearing aid is running out of batteries, it's my communication skills and pronunciation. Or the other day when we spent 45 minutes trying to explain to him the word withheld. He was reading a bank statement and puzzled over the word withheld. What does it mean? I translated to him, but it doesn't register. I go, withheld. He says, was held? And I go, no, with. He says, was with? No, just withheld. He looks at me as if I just started talking about World of Warcraft. I go, withheld, withheld. He goes, was withheld? No, just with. That takes another 20 minutes of explaining and comparing withheld to withdraw so we can make him understand. We go back and forth on him like two bad cops interrogating an innocent suspect. I yell near his face for five minutes and then I get tired and frustrated. Then my mom comes and yells at his face for another 10 minutes until he finally... Like, I wouldn't say he got it. He just got tired of us. Then my mom leaves and I stay with him trying to explain withheld to him in 19 other different ways until he falls asleep. So, as much as you try to ignore these little things and deal with him with patience, it ends up taking a little piece of your soul and energy for the rest of the day. It's like dealing with someone who's drunk all day. How long can you deal with a drunk person? Especially when you're sober. Imagine doing that for six hours a day. Or how he wants you to come sit next to him and tell him a story. Can I just go do the dishes or sweep something? Can I, can you at least just wait while I go hang myself quickly and come back? Ah, oh, but it's over. It's finally over. And with all of that being said, I have mixed feelings about them leaving. Can you believe it? They drove me crazy, but they were doing their best. Like they, I don't think they do it on purpose and I know it's not personal, even though I have the sick brain that makes me feel like it's personal. But it was really hard. It was, it was a nightmare. But we also had some good times. A couple of days ago, I was making fun of her because she basically read some verses of Quran over a spoon that she was washing. And like that spoon was washed with more Quran verses than actual soap. So I was making fun of her for that and we start laughing. And she goes like, oh, you will get cancer from all that soap that you use. And we both started laughing. It's stupid, but like we both start laughing so hard, like uh, my stomach started cramping from all the laughter. Like I don't think I even laughed that hard since 2018 maybe. But I'm glad they left. I really do miss my privacy and having the freedom to eat what I want to eat, when I want to eat it. And having the control over my schedule and the peace of mind to work and write. And oh, there has been a lot of stand-up material that I'm dying to try but couldn't because it's either about them or I don't feel comfortable talking about it while they're in the house. I will go back to doing Zoom therapy sessions at home instead of doing them in the car like a homeless person. So I have uh, salvation, salivation, because I'm excited about these things. But also I'm gonna miss having people in the house. It gets uh, sad and lonely, and I get way into my head when I'm alone. But the alternative is getting frustrated and angry all the time. 
Is that a happy medium, God slash the universe? Why can't I have a middle ground? Does it always have to be hell or a different type of hell? Can I just have purgatory? Oh well. I, uh, I will just need to recover before I can think about anything clearly. Even though my stepdad has been threatening to come back in April, and I really can't stomach the idea right now. I, I don't want this nightmare to be repeated. But it would be nice. See? Mixed feelings. Mixed feelings is an understatement, really. But, uh, but until that's decided, until then, back to our regularly scheduled programming, and back to me and my crazy brain. I have uh, two shows this weekend. One is gonna be my first time performing to a European audience. I think it should be an European audience. Ah, damn it, all my grammar is gone. Uh, the other one is gonna be a weird one for sure. We'll see. Uh, but uh, to all of my imaginary friends and listeners, uh, go to my Instagram or DM me for more information about these shows and like the time zones and shit like that. And uh, come see me do 10 minutes of old and new material, which is gonna be fun. I'm gonna have fun with it, I don't care. Uh, if you're from the future, don't bother DMing me because these shows have already happened and uh, I've already recovered from the bombing of them. Um, but yeah, that's it. I'm ending. Uh, but yeah, that's it for this week. I will see you next week. And until then, stay sane and happy Trump Independence Day. Bye.